Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And welcome to this segment here. My name is Buddy Shula, and uh, we're happy to have you listening uh, today. We are here with PB Elder Law, and PB Elder Law as you may or may not know, is a uh, firm here in Buffalo devoted 100% to elder law. That's very big because some some law firms, they do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But PB Elder Law, you're going to find dedication to one area of law, and that is elder law. Their number is 204-1055. They're right on Cayuga in Chictawaga, right by the airport. You can go to their website at pbelderlaw.com and see all kinds of stuff that they do. And we are here with uh, one of the partners, and that is um, we are here with Dan Schuler. And Dan is a frequent guest on the show. Today, we've decided to talk about some very basic things, but some very important things. And that is basic estate planning documents you need these everybody needs these from like the age of 21 to a thousand you need to have these documents so first of all welcome to the show dan nice to have you oh buddy thank you for having me i appreciate it you know a lot of people think that they can do or do without a last will and testament a power of attorney healthcare proxy a living will documents that don't really take a long time to do but documents you need for specific reasons. So first of all, I want to get to the last will and testament. Um, this is not something you can write on a napkin and just bequeath somebody, uh, your, your, you know, and sign it and say that this is my, this is who I want everyone to go when I, when I, you know, I go move on, and uh, that that doesn't cut the mustard, right? And not if you want it to hold up in court. Uh, I mean, typically, so starting point, what is the last will and testament? It's a document that an individual creates during their lifetime uh, that describes or details how they want their assets to be distributed upon their passing. Um, some things to dispel right off, right off the top. A will does not necessarily distribute all of your property. So anything that has a beneficiary designation, or anything that is jointly owned with another person will not pass through your will. It will pass to the joint owner or the named beneficiary. So a will is really a catch-all for individually titled assets that don't have a beneficiary 
or for assets that you jointly owned with somebody and that person has predeceased or your beneficiary has predeceased you. Things will then pass through your will. So your will is there to describe how assets are to be distributed. Your will is also there to name a person or persons who would be the executor of your will, namely the person who's responsible for wrapping up the affairs of the estate to then distribute the proceeds to uh, the named beneficiaries in the will. And finally, it's a critical planning tool for people that have young children. Uh, children below the age of 18 are minors. And if both parents are to predecease, a will can set forth who the guardians would be for those parents or for those children. So again, that, that's the reason why it's a very important planning tool for younger couples uh, and a more important planning tool for older people or you know, people with assets who are looking to just have those distributed upon their passing two named beneficiaries. Now, let me ask you this. Just sometimes people, they have a will. Say it's a husband and wife, and you have two wills. A husband and wife has their own will. Is it is it uh, common that they don't want each other to see the wills of each other? There can be instances. Generally, and in, I would say in my practice and in my experience, when we're working with a family, uh, we're, we're generally dealing with both spouses, um, but there are, I guess, certain circumstances where maybe the spouses have different estate planning uh, desires. I think you see that more when you're talking about second marriages and you have kids from prior relationships, uh, you have, have assets that you've acquired prior to that marriage, and maybe the estate plans are therefore different. Namely, spouse one wants to protect things for his or her family and the same for the second spouse. So under those circumstances, I would say it would be more common then generally both spouses coming in and working together to create an estate plan that satisfies themselves and then goes to their kids or whomever would be next in line after each other. Can you can you always change of a will at any time? As long as you have capacity. Uh, capacity is determined uh, by a lawyer uh, to determine whether the individual is lucid, has an understanding of what he or she is doing, and therefore has the capacity to make a will. Uh, a person doesn't have to have the capacity they had when they were 30 or 40 years old, uh, but they need to have some understanding of what they're doing, why they're doing it, who the people are that they're naming. Uh, but if they've been declared incapacitated or incompetent, you can't make a will at that point. Okay, what happens if somebody passes away without a will? So New York State has a law uh, it's under the estate's powers and trust law that details how assets are distributed when a person dies without a will. So commonly we'll get people that will come in and say, I don't need to make a will. My spouse is going to get it all. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, in a family where one of the parents dies, a married parent dies without a will, the surviving spouse will get the first 50,000 plus one half. The other one half will go to the surviving children. So had that individual done a will and the intention being to leave everything to the spouse, the will would have satisfied that. But now because the individual died without a will, the results are different. So there is there are laws out there that dictate how assets will be passed if you die without a will, but it doesn't necessarily mean the results would be the same as if you had a will. Okay, we're here with Dan Schuler, PB Elder Law, 204-1055 for your consultation. We're talking about the basic estate planning documents. Uh, we're going to move on from uh, will and testament, things like that, to 
what happens and what is and why should you need one, a power of attorney? So a power of attorney is a legal document where an individual appoints an agent or agents for him or her to assist with financial affairs during their lifetime. Uh, the document goes into effect the minute that it's signed. The individual, however, can hold it and not give it to the agents until he or she desires the assistance or they become incapacitated. But the idea is you're putting a person or persons in your place to assist you with all of your financial affairs in the event you're unable to do it yourself. Now, this is critical because a lot of people will come in and say, why do I need this? My spouse can do this for me in the event I lose the ability to do it. And that's not necessarily true. So, for example, a married couple comes in, they have individual bank accounts, they don't have a power of attorney. If one of the spouses loses capacity and doesn't have a power of attorney, that spouse's individual bank account is frozen because there is no joint owner and there is no named agent to assist on that account. So just by virtue of being married, that does not put you in place in the place of the other spouse. And this is especially true on retirement accounts. 401ks are individually titled assets. IRAs are individually titled assets. So if a spouse who has those assets doesn't have a power of attorney and loses capacity, the assets are frozen. So at that point, what you end up having to do is go to court and apply to be the legal guardian of your spouse or whomever the relative may be. And that is a significantly more expensive process and a more stressful process than having a power of attorney put in place, which the individual signed with their lawyer while they had capacity. And now we take the fighting out of it or the need for court intervention. That is interesting, and it just makes you realize how important these things are. I mean, it's not at the top of everybody's head when they wake up every morning to get a to get a will and a healthcare proxy. But this doesn't take long to have these things done, does it? No, it doesn't. And and one other very critical point with the power of attorney for those that are potentially exposed to having to go to a nursing home and haven't done any advanced planning to start getting assets out of their name. The power of attorney would allow their agents, while working with an elder law attorney, to still save about 50% of that person's assets, even though they're going into the nursing home, instead of having to spend 100% of their assets on the care costs associated with the nursing home, which can run between $15,000 and $18,000 per month. So the power of attorney has a built-in crisis planning tool to still allow preservation of about 50% of the institutionalized individual's assets to save for family members, whether that be kids, grandkids, et cetera. So that's a really another critical component of the power of attorney. Now back to your question about how long does this take? Generally the process is someone would contact our firm. We would send them an estate planning questionnaire to get details about background. Who, is fam who are the family members? What are the assets? And then we schedule a consultation. At the consultation, we come up with a plan. And within weeks thereafter, the documents can be executed. Okay. One more question. We have about two minutes remaining. And uh, we want to get to that third type document. And that's a healthcare proxy and a living will. Why does somebody need that? So healthcare proxy is a directive regarding the medical treatment an individual would like if they cannot make their own medical decisions. So if a per person is alert and oriented, they make their own medical decisions. But if they are not, the healthcare proxy would be a detailed des uh, description of what type of medical treatment they would like, uh, specifically dealing with end-of-life type treatment. 
Does someone want to be artificially prolonged or do they want what's called a do not resuscitate order? So having something like that in place is critical so that people aren't guessing about the medical treatment that you would like, and instead they are administering the written decisions that you've already put into writing. So should all three of these documents usually done at the same time? Yes. These are the basic three estate planning documents. Everyone, once they turn the age of 18 and become of majority, should have these documents. And then as circumstances change, they can be updated, they can be changed, et cetera. And then eventually people should be looking to more advanced planning, which is, you know, for a different conversation. Right. Well, we'll have a different conversation um, in another segment. We're here with PB Elder Law, Dan Schuler, who is uh, one of the partners. You could call them at 204-1055 for PB Elder Law. This is what they do 100%. You know, uh, a lot of attorneys, you know, have wills and things they could do for you, but they don't do this 100%. PB does. And that's why you should call PB Elder Law. Go to their website at pbelderlaw.com. And uh, again, their office is located Cayuga in uh, Chictawaga, right around the corner from the Buffalo Airport. Dan, it's always good to talk to you. I highly recommend our audience gives your firm a call and uh, we will be back with you on the next segment. Great. Thank you for your time, buddy. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 